I don't know if you, as a kid, ever like stole candy or something from like the 7-Eleven. Don't do it, kids. But maybe I know someone that did and told me about the emotions he had. And you kind of, or at least I was told, you maybe run, you walk out the door, then you're like seven, eight, you run down the street, get around the corner, you're breathing heavy. <sighs> I think that's the way the Colts felt after signing this this tray. Like, are the police going to come? Because the Falcons, I, I can't say I know what they're thinking. Uh, sports bettors listen for the money. Sports fans listen to no more than their buddies. He's the fan who beats the man, A.J. Hoffman. And, A.J., we're going to be starting with the heist. All right, then we'll talk about it. Matt Ryan with a new team traded to the Indianapolis Colts from the Atlanta Falcons. RJ, you may have convinced me that this was not as great of a deal as I thought it was for the Falcons. Well, let's start there, though. By the way, we'll be getting, obviously, to the Sweet 16 breakdown, and we've got, like, a really fun thing. It'll be about 20 after the hour, which is if you had bet all of the 16 teams to win their two games, 100 bucks to start with, how much would you have? All right. And let me tell you something. It is fascinating. And obviously, St. Peter's, you're going to be wondering, well, we'll give you that number. But admitting that you've kind of been talked away from it, what was your initial thought that this was a good thing for the Falcons? My thought was that the Falcons are moving away from Matt Ryan, who was really expensive considering they were a bad team. And we saw what they could do with Matt Ryan at quarterback. With Tom Brady going away, it really gave them no chance to win the division next year. Oh, so it felt like Tom it was going to coming back. Yeah, Tom Brady coming back to the Bucks made made me feel like the Falcons had no chance to win the division. So maybe it's time to to have some sort of a youth movement. Calvin Ridley, your best offensive weapon, suspended. So maybe it just felt like it was time to move on from Matt Ryan, save yourself some cash, and and start fresh. But when we really got into the numbers, it turns out it's not it's not as great of a savings, or at least from a team standpoint, from an on field standpoint, as you'd think. Yeah. So I mean, everyone's heard. That Matt or, you know, big NFL fans have heard that Matt Ryan had a big old cap hit for the Falcons, regardless of what they did. And they had to restructure Ryan last year to just have enough money to field a team in a way on the cap. At least that's what they said. And and it kind of locked him in, in theory, for two more years. But the real lock in was this year. But somehow this year they trade Matt Ryan. And you're thinking, okay, RJ, well, how, how much savings are they going to have on the cap? All right? Now, remember, cash and cap, two different things. Cash doesn't really matter. Blank, Arthur Blank, he's a billionaire. Like, I mean, he might, it matters to him maybe if he's going to be, like, greedy with, like, a couple of million bucks when we're talking billions. But I'm not going to be okay with that if he is. So I'm not even going to acknowledge it as a valid reason. So... And anyone that does, I don't understand it, right? So, I mean, I probably lean with the owners more than most in the media because everyone else is so – or not everyone else. Most others are so anxious to seem part of the working class. Yeah, okay. But first of all, the the millionaire working class, I don't really see that. But I also can see the the billionaires do a lot of egregious stuff, and I try to call them as I see them. And if Arthur Blank is doing this for – it looks like a $14 million cash savings, but in no way is there any savings on the cap. So when it comes to the amount of money the Falcons can spend this year on the team, 
trading them to trading uh, Ryan to the Colts got them about a nine million dollar savings. You might say, well, that's something on the cap, but that's about exactly what they're signing. It seems to be in the early reports, Mariota for. So effectively, they're trading. For the same cap hit now, when you assume the nine extra million for Mariota, they're trading Matt Ryan for Mariota. And a third-round pick. And a third-round pick. And to me, and remember, it's not just, you know, in theory, you would have had Matt Ryan this year, you'd have him next year. So it's not just one year of a trade, but, you know, to whatever degree you keep Mariota, it's going to be like, okay, so Matt Ryan is how much better the Mariota. And to me, it's significantly better. How would you assess that? Uh, Matt Ryan, let's even project him for this year because age becomes a consideration. Uh, would you agree, AJ, significantly better than Mariota? Yeah, Matt Ryan's a probably a, a top half of the league quarterback, whereas Marcus Mariota is a fringe starter. He's a, a he's on that line between really good When's backup the last time he and low-end starter. When's the That's last what I'm time saying. He, yeah, it, it, When's the years. last time he started? Tannehill beat him out. Yeah. I mean, that's a fringe USFL starter, maybe. I mean, <laughs> I mean, obviously, no one. I mean, in a year when, when, when Trubisky's getting, it seems, a starting job handed to him, you know, when Trubisky's getting picked over you by the Steelers, I mean, come on now. That's about the end of the story. Uh, so fringe, let's just say a, a, an elite backup kind of I can accept. All right. So if we look at just the raw numbers and we look at his performance, uh, let's see here. Mackenzie, you got that right in front of you, right? What was his P- what was he 21? I'm going by memory now. 21 in both PFF and QBR, right? He was 21st in QBR. He was 16th in PFF, which is, you know, league average to AJ's point. Okay, okay. So did 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 I see it in the notes different than that? Huh. No, I'm, I'm looking at the notes. Uh, yeah, right, no, it's right. the right. 16th are, those, are, are those the edited notes that maybe no? Okay, so what we tend to do is go average of the uh, PFF grade with the QBR. Why? Because QBR is the way the team did, but that affects you know that's affected by the other participants. Uh, PFF is trying to take away the other factors and just grade the quarterback. Now. They do that imperfectly, but that's why we do an average. So we're saying 18th, 19th best quarterback probably sounds right. Now let's assume that with his age, it drops off a little bit. So let's call it the 20th, 21st best quarterback. Okay, if we say assume Mariota, Mariota is, um, <laughs> is, is about 32, 31, you're giving up 10 slots or a third of the league for no cap savings. And you're getting rid of your franchise face. Like the fans can go, like whatever, as a Steeler fan, I thought about Big Ben on the field. I liked the loyalty. I liked that he was a Steeler to the end. Who wants to see your guy on in another uniform? Like that to well, me has to be accounted for. That was the consensus on Twitter today was Falcons fans saying, we just traded the best quarterback in our in our franchise history for a third-round pick. Help me make this make sense of this. And there, there's a lot of people saying there's no way to make sense of it. I've been saying that I'm afraid of Matt Ryan's age. But, you know, AJ, you actually gave some numbers. And, I mean, it, obviously I knew his age, but just like putting it in perspective I thought was really thought-provoking. 
Yeah, so Matt Ryan, his age falls right in between Matt Stafford's and Aaron Rodgers' age. So if you think Aaron Rodgers still has anything left in the tank, you have to assume that Matt Ryan still has some left in the tank. And this the Matt Stafford comparison is apt because this is a guy who's been on a bad team since that Super Bowl run. It's been a bad team. And now he's got a chance to go to a roster that's at least respected, uh, maybe not as, well, as highly col- respected as the Rams were, but well, the Colts not, are whoa, said whoa, to have whoa, a pretty whoa, good whoa. roster. Whoa, whoa, whoa. If you look at the Rams roster entering last year without the quarterback considered and compare that to the coach roster entering this year, coach roster is more respected than the Rams. Remember, the Rams are a fourth seed with Stafford. That's true. I mean, and again, it was a tough division. They won the Super Bowl. Let's give them credit. But, I mean, and let's be candid, OBJ getting picked up in the middle of the year and uh, Vaughn Miller, I don't think they win that game without those two. So, and that wasn't oh. entering the year. You know, no, you're right. Mid-season pickup. So, Colts are the uh, were the by far the best team without a quarterback. And you could say, well, Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh's not near the roster at this point of the Colts if you don't count quarterback. And neither of them had a quarterback recent, you know, as of a week ago or whatever. And I'm, I think one of them have a quarterback now. We'll see with Trubisky, but. To me, if you, I, I was sh- kind of skeptical of your take on, oh, well, this is like Stafford. Well, one, Stafford's two years younger than Matt Ryan, but Matt Ryan's two years younger than Aaron Rodgers. So if we think Rodgers has two more years left is what we've been projecting, that means Matt Ryan has four years. So even if the Falcons are in a turnaround, if you're not saving anything on the cap, you're saving $14 million is what we estimate spending money. That's, that's tipping money for the owner. That's what he tips with. So, or at least hopefully. So, <clears throat> the, I, and the third-round pick is what? Like you couldn't get a third-round pick for him next year? At minimum, keep him one additional year. But now, because you really aren't saving anything, you're not getting anything hardly with a third-round pick. You can get that next year. But the funny thing is next year, he's only a $28 million cash hit and a $28 million cap hit. So I think if Matt Ryan stays on pace, he'd be worth at least 28. So um, I think he's probably a slight bargain in next year, meaning not this upcoming season, but next season. So now you've traded away two years at a bargain. This year's a bargain. And next year, or maybe this year's not a bargain, but you don't gain much from not having him this year. And next year for 2080 is a good deal. And that's cap and cash. So what are you, what's the point of any of this? AJ, yeah, yeah, you, defender? You, you, I'm not defending you. I told you, you changed my mind about it. But you, have you, you gone win this all debate, the way certainly. to like scorning the deal? Yes. Now I don't understand what the downside is for the Colts. I mean, the Colts gave up a third-round pick for a guy that is better than the guy that they had last year, and he's very affordable for the next two seasons. I don't know what the upside is for the Falcons. Now that Once you dig into the numbers, it's hard to find it. They gave up. Now think about this a second. They gave up a, fir- a contingent first, a conditional first, and a third for Carson Wentz. And now they're giving up a third only for Matt Ryan? Who in the heck doesn't think Matt Ryan's better than Carson Wentz? <laughs> 
The, the only thing better about Carson Wentz is his age. That's the only thing better. And the funny thing, well, when you're out of the league, it doesn't matter how old you are. Exactly. And I mean, to that matter. And and here's the funny thing. They got more for Wentz when they traded away that disaster. They got two threes with a conditional two, or a three three with that one three is a conditional two. So they got more than double for Wentz, the Colts did, than they paid for Matt Ryan. Do you feel like the Falcons felt like they had to move on from Matt Ryan Why? after trying to get Deshaun Watson and failing? No, I mean, listen, Matt, this isn't Matt Ryan's first rodeo. Right, he understands why they were going, and and it brings up another point. If they were going to overpay for Watt, because my understanding is some of it was ultimately the more I've read about that Watson decision, it was driven by all the financial. You know, uh, the guy from over the cap said, and this is stunning, that with the renegotiations and the one year added, they effectively added. And I'm going by memory here. I think he said $96 million effectively to that deal that that, that uh, um, he signed, Deshaun Watson signed with Houston. Like this new deal is that much better. So it was just all, apparently it was all financial that Ryan or that um, his agents, Deshaun's agents was saying, okay, we want to make get this year a million dollars. We want to have this guaranteed. We want to have this in year four. And just kept hitting them with, you know, one more thing, one more. And the Browns kept saying, yep, 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 yep. And some of the other teams said, nope. And it's like, all right, you're out. And, well, and that was, j- yeah. That was Jason from Over the Cap. Amazing week for QBs who forced contracts. Rodgers wound up with $97 million more. Watson ended up with $94 million more than his 2020 contract. Think about that. Not only is it all guaranteed, but the, all the different finagling and changes, not to mention the likely savings on any suspension, because if you haven't heard this, the $1 million salary this year is what would be the deductions of any suspended game. So if it's half a year, it'd be half a million out of the you know, 240 or whatever, 230, whatever it is. So to me, <coughs> excuse me, is... It's like the Browns said, give me, you know, and I'm not saying, listen, we can all debate the ethics of it and all that. But to me, the Browns got perhaps, and this is what we can't forget, before all of the accusations and the legal issues and the civil issues, is it was speculated. It was hypotenized, I think it's the way to say it, that... (laughs) (laughs) Hypothesized. Yes, exactly. Hypotenized that... I mean, it's just more... It's a more urban way to say it, but all right. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, listen, my dad's a coal miner. What do you expect? Is... (laughs) But that's not... You know, that's not urban necessarily, but I've been in Vegas a long time. The... That at the time a year ago, or you know, a year and a half ago, Deshaun Watson was the second most valuable quarterback or player in the NFL. Meaning, if you could have his his contract, if you could have his rights, you would want Patrick Mahomes one and Watson two. Now that was before Josh Allen emerged. So let's just say because Josh Allen doesn't have these issues and, you know, he doesn't have the injury history that Watson has. Let's say Allen has jumped him. Isn't Watson the third most valuable contract in the NFL right now? Like if you could have anyone on your roster setting aside the ethics for a moment, because, I mean, we're talking football here and we everyone can decide how the ethics would matter to them. The thing about the ethics talk, though, and this is something I really, really implore you to consider when you hear all the sanctimony when you hear all the oh 
I can't believe every team that put in a bid for Watson is shamed. We should never, when you hear all that talk, just ask yourself one question. What is the cost to the talkers? Whenever they, whenever you hear sanctimony, ask yourself, what is it costing them to say, I'm better than, I'm more virtuous, I'm more ethical than this person or that? Because here's the thing about all of those commentators. They could say, I will now, as a media member, refuse to cover the Browns. Doesn't matter if they make the Super Bowl, I will not mention the Browns because I am going to boycott the Browns because of their unethical decision. Now, that's someone I would, if they had any platform that mattered, I would respect the heck out of them. I'm saying they're giving up, they're hurting their career because they're asking, if the Browns think on the field Watson's the better guy, you're asking them to say, well, whatever the ethics are of this, and again, it's one thing if a guy's convicted, that's yet to happen. And he won't be convicted, it would seem, because there's going to be, they've decided not to even bring charges. It doesn't mean he didn't do something wrong. It doesn't mean that the violence against women isn't a horrible thing. But to some degree, I, someone's innocent until proven guilty, but okay, let's say you're going to even decide they're guilty ahead of time then what are you giving up for this? Because you can give something up very easily. You can decide not to cover the Browns. It would hurt your career because your boss probably isn't going to like it, right? But that's you giving something up for your sanctimony. You know what? I haven't heard one person say that. So all of this, like, oh, I can't believe it. It's like, okay, well, let's see you give up a dollar, just a dollar for this cause, and I don't see that very often. And to me, if someone's not giving something up, their sanctimony is worthless to me. When someone gives something up, then it matters. That's my opinion. What do you think, AJ? I, I agree with that. And I will say you've, you've often made fun of me for losing my Texans credential. But part of it was I said, I'm just I'm not going to pretend like this is something it's not. And. And you spoke it, did out. It help? You spoke out and, and they yeah. got so mad at you. They, they revoked your credential. Yeah, was it great for my career? Probably not. But well, yeah, I, Houston it's... ESPN, you can't. You're hard to get in the building. Yeah, I think that hurts. But that was years ago, by the way. It wasn't like why you left yeah. town. No, that's not why I left town. <laughs> but, but but think about that. You weren't sanctimonious about it in all the time that you've been here now. So what is that been? Uh, seven, eight months, right? More eight months is it's been something that you haven't even mentioned on air that that's why you got the cr- credential revoked. And you know what? Because you thought it was right, you did it. And it wasn't even near as big as these people are making out this no. to be. So then why isn't this something other people are sacrificing for? Because you know why? They like to talk, but they don't want to hurt. But well, they, they be- don't have to sacrifice. They feel like they can just sit on their mountaintop and say what they want and let, let everybody else deal with the results of it. They don't have to. But if the straight out of Vegas audience spreads the word, then they're going to start having to hurt. Because some people are going to say, <laughs> what are you giving up for this? And they go, uh, I talked a lot. Well, you do that for free. We know that much. <laughs> All right. So to close up on this, I don't understand this, tra- or this trade. I don't understand why they didn't do after this year. 
uh, I am not in any way enthusiastic. I mean, it, just think at minimum how unenthusiastic the whole Falcons team is going to be when you got guys, uh, Patterson, making jokes he should quarterback. You know, it, it's like how does this help any growth of the team when you're not saving anything on the cap, you, you're letting go, you're the face of your franchise. I mean, if I was a Falcons fan, I'd be so down about this. And it's it's one thing if you have to take pain now for something later. I don't even see what they're gaining from this. Closing thought. 